0: Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell
1: Edmond. Hello and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels Live Hospitality Talk Show. Um, you know, I was just having a joke with with, with my guest, who is uh, Mr. Bruce Jordan. He, I said, they're not going to be able to tell us apart on this show. So he actually had to take his glasses off so you guys would know who is who. So, uh, but... <laughs> But I want to thank Mr. Bruce Jordan for for being a guest today. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of information. I, I've been doing my research on him like I do when I have guests on. And man, this dude is he's been doing it. And um, I'm just happy that he uh, found me. We, we found each other on LinkedIn. And that's the power of social media. When I'm talking about social media all the time. Uh, just finding people and finding people, like minded people, things that people that are doing things that you're doing or maybe a little different or maybe not doing anything that you're doing at all. But basically, it's a resource to find people. So I appreciate him, you know, um, putting forth the effort and, and reaching out to me a couple of weeks ago. And then we've had several conversations. And uh, most recently we had a conversation this morning about things. So uh, but yeah, so it's going to be it seems like one of those things that was meant to be. And like I said, uh, we're gonna get through to the show, and then we're gonna interview this gentleman. Uh, but of course, you know, uh, we got to get through some housekeeping things before we get to that point. But he's gonna be here, and I told him he can, of course, you know, chime in on some of the things that we talk about before we get to the interview. So just in case you thought the interview was gonna be first, it's not. You know, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta build people up right before you get to that point. So. You know, we're going to build you guys up and uh, but you won't be disappointed. So make sure you listen to uh, you don't have to listen to the end of the show to get the interview, but it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Okay, so but thank you. But anyway, today is uh, September, Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. Show number one twenty four. And I'm all about being a marketing disruptor of the status quo. As you guys know that Um, hashtag hospitality unplug. What does hashtag hospitality unplug mean? People always ask me that. And I always tell them, um, uh, what do I tell them? I say, um, basically, we talk about anything hospitality, hotels, restaurants, you know, tourism boards, uh, DMCs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, We talk to influencers, things like that. We we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So we don't just talk about the good stuff because if if everything was good, they wouldn't have people like me or people like Bruce to come in and do things. So, uh, he's going to explain some, he's going to explain some things in a little while. So you already got him laughing. See, and that's what you want to do. So that's what the hashtag hospitality unplugged is. So, and, and just so you guys know, after the show's over, this is a live show. Of course it's, it is on It's live on LinkedIn, only on LinkedIn today. Um, as you guys know, I'm trying out. Oh, no, I maybe you didn't know that. I'm trying out a new platform. It's called Ecamm Live. As you can see in the top corner is on, on my right side. Hopefully it's on your right side as well. But this is a it's a trial. Right. And I, and I told Bruce, I said he's the he's the first guinea pig. So after we get through this and if it works the way it's supposed to work, I'm switching from the other platform to this one. So um So, yeah, but I think it looks good. The picture and everything, it looks good. He looks good. I can hear him. Hopefully, you guys can hear me as well. And um, I want to make sure I turn on my comments. If you guys have comments, I mean, feel free to make comments because that's what the show is all about. Uh, We can make it as interactive as you want it to be. And I appreciate that. Um, So, back to where I was. Let's see. So, This month is Hispanic Heritage Month. It begins tomorrow. I want to mention that because I'm trying to get Jeanette Seha on the show maybe in the next couple of weeks. We had a conversation. She's been on the show before, but Jeanette Seha is one of those. um, She's the premier, as far as I'm concerned, the premier um, uh, she's a travel writer. She's a travel journalist. Uh, she's Latina and she, uh, speaks, you know, she, she's bilingual and, uh, she brings a lot to the table and she's just as busy as heck. And we want to get her on the show to see what she's uh, talking about. She's a friend of the show. She's a friend of mine. She's been on the show before, maybe once or twice. Um, uh, but you know, I think we can catch her between her next traveling gig to maybe come on the show and, and, and talk about things what's going on in Hispanic heritage week as well. Um, Industry News. Now, did you guys know, OK, this is in this gentleman's intro or his bio as well. But did you know that I was one of the most uh, 50 most influential hospitality leaders uh, for 2021? Um, that was that's a, an honor that I don't take lightly. And I appreciate the um, uh, the instant International Hospitality Institute for. That award or whatever whatever it's called distinction not necessarily, not necessarily an award but just a an distinction and it just you know it it, it feels good and then also um twenty five hotel podcasts you must follow in twenty twenty one Russell of hotels is one of those as well, but it's funny though I started off when I first saw this, I was number eleven now I hadn't dropped down to number seventeen, so i don't i don't know what the heck is going on with that but but just know that uh, I'm still there somewhere, okay? So, so it don't matter. Long as I'm in the top 25, I guess it doesn't matter. But when I get out of that, then I guess that's going to be an issue. But, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, industry news. Let me see where I am. I I was just telling uh, Bruce on this new thing. I have this. Um, it's it's actually like a storyboard where I can. It keeps me in order. But I'm reading off my iPad and I'm forgetting to click the, the, the storyboard. So I'm off. You guys don't know. That's what I'm doing, but I'm off over here. So, but that's okay. I mean, that's all right. You guys didn't even know that. Right. So I'm moving things around as I'm talking. Um, you, you guys have no idea the stuff that's going on in here. That's, and, and you don't have no idea the stuff that's going on in my head, making sure, man, you better make sure you push that button because that, that if you hit that button, that's the wrong button. But anyway, but anyway, so, um, back to what i was saying and and please uh okay thank you so much morette she said i can hear you your live show perfectly images look good everything see that's what it's all about that's what i'm talking about people making comments and letting you know that yeah i can hear you uh, the picture is clear morette thank you so much morette is all the way in switzerland just in case you guys did not know that and um yeah, on air with Russell with Russell of Hotels is international. Just in case you didn't know that, you know it now. Um But industry news, and please feel free, Bruce, to jump in and chime in because there's going to be something in here that that uh, I know you're going to have to say something about. But <clears throat> this is just news on hot summer for travel. Okay, this has been a hot summer for travel. The airlines have just enjoyed a strong rebound in leisure travel over the summer. The number of tra- passengers uh, passing through TSA checkpoints at U.S. airports from Memorial Weekend through Labor Day weekend totaled about 77 percent of what was seen in the summer of 2019. Three times the number of passengers airlines carried in the same period last year or 2020. So at least the summer has been rebounding. But then, you know, when you they throw one thing out there, then there's always something else that that comes down that kind of maybe evens it out or maybe knocks it down with the rise of COVID-19 cases in recent months, many offices have pushed back opening plans until later this fall or even into 2022 and without reopening offices to visit, many businesses travel plans have been put on hold. So what that means for the industry is that that business travel that we wanted to come back, or we thought was going to come back maybe put on hold until maybe end of the year. I can't even see it being the end of the year because in the third quarter, that's when travel stops to starts to taper off into the, you know, past the holiday and things like that. So I'm saying, and, and mine, what I've always said since this whole thing happened, um, I would say, I was saying maybe the end of the first quarter or second quarter of 2022. That's what I was always saying. I always said that when day one, so I think we're still heading that not that I want it to be like like that, but I mean, just indicators and you look at indicators and and what the experts are saying. And Russell of Hotels is not an expert, but Russell of Hotels knows, you know, you know, different markets and things like that. So, I mean, because when you spend a lot of time and as a director of sales and marketing, you know what markets do in certain areas. I'm in L.A. I mean, Bruce probably could tell you something differently because he's in Florida. So he probably can tell you a little, you know, things differently there. But as far as what I know, uh, industry has, you know, I mean, the the, the business travel is not going to come back like it. or It's not going to come back to the time that we thought it was going to come back. What do you think about that, Bruce?
2: You know, what's what's cool about Florida is that it's a it's a serious le- leisure market. So, uh, yeah, even though, you know, the conventions and stuff isn't isn't there like it like it used to be. But down here, you know, as long as you got Disney open and Sea World and Universal, you know, you're you're always going to be able to make a dollar. Okay. Um, but other parts in, of uh, like Texas and, and New York, New York is just getting killed. I, I don't know. I feel so bad for New York right now yeah. I mean, with, with everything that's going on. It's, yeah, that, it's crazy. That's
1: what I've heard about New York. And that was, yeah. I mean, it's all sad to hear, but, you know, areas that are normally vibrant and, and all of a sudden, you know, they've not as vibrant, not as exciting. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, especially New York. I mean, New York is the place yeah. to be and, you know, especially around the ho- coming up on the holidays, that's the time you really want to be in New York, but we'll
2: see how it is. I was I was just there about a month or so ago and it was like completely empty. Like Nashville was more liver than New York. <laughs> wow. Was, and on a Sunday. On a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, wow. Well.
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. COVID sniffing dogs. Have you guys heard this story? Now, I didn't know anything about this, but thank God that I read, you know, my hospitality stuff. 18 months into the pandemic, Miami International Airport has just become the first U.S. airport to utilize special COVID-19 detector dogs. Okay. More specifically, it's the nation's first airport to test corona corona sniffing canines By hosting a 30 day COVID 19 detector dog pilot program. So, I'm sorry. I just, so they can sniff people out. They're going to not let people get on the airplane or come inside the the airport. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's the wait and see how this is going to be handled. But I just saw this yesterday and I just thought, I got to mention this tomorrow. That's crazy. What do you think about that? Have you heard of that?
2: I, I I heard that today actually, and what's so crazy is that you know they have bed bug sniffing dogs. So I'm like, man, they do. They can sniff out a Yeah, they, they have bed bug sniffing dogs. So yeah, if a dog can sniff out some bed bugs. I guess he can sniff out COVID. Too. <laughs> that <laughs> is. Have, uh, vaccine sniffing dogs next. Like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, he lied. That,
1: that car did lying on that. Now he, yeah, he he hadn't been vaccinated yet. So yeah, I can see. I mean, that just opens up a whole. It opens up a lot of stuff. I mean, it does open yeah. up a lot of stuff. So, but anyway, so that so what was. What
2: happens if you're like if if you actually at the airport and you know the dog sniff it sniffs you and, and you actually have COVID? Because I know you know some people just don't know that they have it. Like they they don't lose their sense of taste. They don't know anything. They probably get a fever and then it's. It's, it's gone in a couple of days. Like, they don't get the full effect of COVID.
1: Wow. I did. That's a good – I have no idea what they're going to do. But that yeah. is funny as heck, just to even think about it. Uh, I don't want to be on that other end of that dog sniffing me and say, <laughs> hey, he got COVID. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I don't. But anyway, so oh, – uh, That's a cheeseburger in my back pocket. Let me tell you. <laughs> I was
2: trying to sneak it on the plane. I don't wanna... <laughs> I don't want the pretzels.
1: I want to eat a cheeseburger on my flat. <laughs> oh, God. You can see how this show is going to go today. But uh, <laughs> happy International Housekeeping Week. Now, I mentioned this last week that it was coming. So it's actually this week. So I've talked to uh, several housekeeping managers just to see what they're going to do. Uh, a couple is funny. A couple of them even asked me uh, last week, what should we do? What should we do? And I'm like, well. You definitely got to appreciate and recognize your, your housekeepers. Uh, however, you do that, if that's, uh, I remember when I, back in the day, well, back in the day, you know, three or four years ago, uh, we would, every day would be a different meal that we would feed them, you know, get, you know, food from outside restaurants or whatever. And then we would go to Target and buy things and buy enough for everyone. And that way, you would do like a um, what do you call it, a, a drawing kind of thing. Everybody gets a, a ticket or whatever, and then they draw, and then they win prizes. They, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. You can be creative as you want to be. Uh, but uh, Bruce, what have you done in the past? I mean, you you've been on property more recently than I have.
2: No deep clean. No deep cleans all week.
1: <laughs> oh, is that about <laughs> it? That's it.
2: <laughs> no, no wow. Deep <laughs> All deep cleans
1: will be cleaned by me. I take that. <laughs> wow, dang, yeah, I, dang. I want to work for you then. That's great. <laughs> it
2: beats pizza any day of
1: the week. <laughs> oh, that's too much. That is too much. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, want to increase your social media engagement? Use IG Reels or do live broadcast. Do like you know, we're doing. This is a live broadcast, and I'm not saying every hotel has to do that, but what I'm saying is in order sometimes to be noticed, you gotta do something. You gotta you gotta be a, a, a marketing disruptor. You gotta do something you normally don't do. You have to think outside the box or outside whatever your comfort zone. I mean, I wasn't comfortable doing this at first, but these are things that we have to do, right? We have to do to to make sure our brand is staying relevant. I mean, just like, and I mentioned this last week, and so let me just back up. I mentioned this last week. I said, I used the example of TikTok. I said, why do people, you know, do TikTok? Why do they do TikTok videos? Why why are they just enraged to do these things? Simply because they want to be noticed, right? That's it. They want to be noticed. If they're individuals, they want to be noticed. Oh, that's that person has done that TikTok dance or whatever the heck it is, that dance on TikTok. Well, it's the same thing. For If you're uh, representing a brand, and doesn't necessarily have to be a hotel, but if you're representing a brand, the brand could be yourself, right? If you want to be noticed, we have to do things that we normally don't do, okay? So I say this day in and day out, week in and week out, is that if you want to be noticed, social media is a way to do it because the other uh, media platforms are, you know, they're more expensive. Social media is cheap. You know, a lot of people are doing it themselves. It can, it can be free for the most part. It just takes some of your time, right? So, like I say, I say this every week, uh, but I'm going to continue to say it because I need to see more people posting. I mean, I see some people that have started to post. not saying that they started posting because I started saying things about it, but I'm just saying that people, hotels are posting. I use an example of the, um, the Hyatt Regency LAX. Uh, when they hired someone new, they did a video, meaning, hey, my name is Russell Edman. I'm the new director of sales and marketing here at the Hyatt Regency uh, Hotel LAX, and I, you know, I'll take care of your your, your groups, so I'll do this, I'll, whatever it was, this person was on Instagram or um, LinkedIn, you know, basically giving their elevator speech, elevator speech about what they were doing, where they were working, what their position was, how they can assist you, and boom, that was it. I'm like, that's crazy. Where'd that come from? Right. So we need more of that because like I said, in this time when people, you know, maybe not people are starting to travel. Okay. And people have forgotten. I'm I'm just going to say it. People have forgotten about your property. Okay. Just so you know, they forgot about your hotel. Okay. So you need to make sure that you get jump started and you get top of mind for people that are still traveling because there's still people traveling. um, So we just need to make sure we're doing that. So, Um, that's all I got to say about that. What what about you, Bruce? I know you got something to say about that.
2: You know, Bill Gates said that content was king. And if content is king, at least 50% of us in the hotel industry are peasants because we're just not, (laughs) we're just not doing (laughs) enough. You know, I was, I was looking at this 800 room, you know, we evaluate properties and I was looking at this, This property was like 800 rooms. They had 10,000 Facebook followers and they had not one offer. Wow! Not an offer for a discount. I guess they would. They must have just been sold out during all the COVID. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, okay. <laughs> not an offer for a discount. Not a not a a fifteen percent. Not a rewards offer. Points mm-hmm. offer. They didn't have one offer. Wow! So they're pretty much just have. They have all these followers, uh, just to keep engaged and not leverage their. You know, not leverage their audience. Mm-hmm. So I I just thought that was incredible.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah, I mean it's. Like I said, it's unfortunate that um, we just don't use it the way we should. Right. And mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, sometimes people don't know how to use it. They don't know what they should be doing. You know, they don't know what they don't know kind of thing. But that's where yeah. people like uh, Russell Fotels comes in. You know, he's the person that should help you or people like, you know, Bruce Jordan come in and say, hey, you know, these are things that you should look at. You know, not saying that this is the end all be all, but these are things that you should look at doing uh, maybe to you know start some engagement and things like that cuz that's what you want you want engagement um let's see i just lost something where are my comments uh anyway i'm not going to worry about that right now um meat eats do you, you, bruce do you know that i don't eat meat no
2: really for how long
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh i've been uh 100% plant based going on 3 years um, you know,
2: I did that for six months, and six months
1: and I and
2: I had a bunch of energy, uh, but I, I think I I was kind of low on iron. Okay. So I think uh, what really that's what really messed me up is that you when you're when you do that you can either there's plant based iron it's a liquid iron,
0: mm.
2: and I should have been taking that when I when I when I went vegan I really should have. Okay. So. So my like I would go in the gym and my my strength just wasn't what it used to be. Now my my uh my drive and my my stamina was through the roof, but I, I had lost a lot of strength, hmm. you know, on on my bench and on my squats and. Hmm. Okay. So okay. So now that leads into something else. So you work out. Yeah, I used to. I used to be a gym nut. You know. <laughs> okay. Now I'm, I'll be lucky if I get in there two, three times a week. Okay. But uh. But yeah, okay. All right. I, just... I used to do the the uh, the UFC, the uh, the the Brazilian jiu jitsu. What? You know the, the powerlifting. Yeah, you know I had to do especially when you work the way I work. You you got to do UFC like because after a guest cuss you out and calls you all types of names, and I remember I had one guest threaten me with a hammer. I guess he thought he was Thor. Or something. <laughs> so I'm like if This dude hit me with his hammer. He's gonna see Valhalla today. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So you got some stories See, you got some stories. Okay. That's what I'm talking about.
2: That's what I'm talking about. It really hit in the bag and and sparring, It really helps you, you know, just release all that built up tension that you get, Mm -hmm. you know, being on property.
1: Yeah, no, I, hey. I, I, I understand. I understand. I never did the US, U, UC, <laughs> U.S.F. but, uh, but I understand what you're talking about. UFC, excuse me. Uh, but and getting back to, okay, I don't eat meat. Okay. So I, it's been going on. I've been a vegetarian for 13 years. And then out of those 13 years, uh, I haven't, I've been plant-based for about three of those years. So it's been interesting. It's been fun. It wasn't that hard. It's not hard going from a vegetarian to a vegan, but it's hard going from a meat eater to a vegetarian, right? So, mm. yeah, it's just, I just had to take a couple of things out, like eggs, butter, uh, real milk, I mean, cow's milk, stuff like that. I just had to eliminate that. But, you know, over time I was weaning myself anyway. And then fish, I had to get out of that because some... Vegetarians still eat fish, or they call them pescatarians, or whatever you want to call them. But anyway, I saw that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but but no, I only eat plant based stuff. So I'm, I've been on this falafel kick for a while. So I don't know if you ever had a falafel before. But, I love falafel. Okay. I still
2: eat a lot of vegetarian dishes. Like okay. when I went to uh, when I went to Atlanta, I, uh, the first place I go to is the Slutty Vegan.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. no, stop it, stop and I get
2: it. That one night stand. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Gotta get that one night stand. <laughs> they they got
1: <laughs> Okay. That would be my go to as well. I was just in Atlanta. We were there about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and that was the first on the list. We had to go to Slutty Vegan. And yeah, I'm a believer.
2: So Oh, you still got those peaches on your mind. That's why you said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so, yeah, so we, okay, <clears throat> so even, see, that's the thing, even if you're not plant-based, vegan, whatever you want to call it, um, you can try some of these things, and, and um, you know, it's it's good, it, it's good to try them, you know, no one said you have to be 100% this, 100% that, but just try it, because some people are just like, oh, no, there's no way that's going to be good, and blah, 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 I said, man, just try it and see. So most people that try some of the food, they're like, "Yeah, I can't tell the difference." You know, when they went from regular hamburgers to um, what do you call it? beyond meat or whatever? Yeah, beyond um, meat. yeah, so they say, "Oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah, there's some similarity." But anyway, anyway, so
2: have, have you ever been to Burgify? Burgify has this crazy, ridiculous veggie burger that is out of this world. Now, where's this Burgify? I'm not. I'm not sure if they have them out there. No. But uh, they're they're really popular down here, and I think they may have a couple in LA. It's not as good as the Slutty Vegan, but it's, okay. it's it's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Well,
1: next time I'm in that area, I definitely will check it out. Uh, are we being consistent with our messaging? <clears throat> what does that mean? That means basically uh, we need you know the hotels to keep us up to date on on what their protocols are. If if you're requiring masks if you're not requiring masks whatever that whatever it is, just make sure we're up to date. So because the last thing you want is for it to say one thing on your website and then check in. like It says, OK, uh, masks are required on the website. And then you walk in and everyone's without a mask. I mean, that's the things that will tick people off. Right. So make sure you are consistent, whatever that message is. Uh, and I don't care what it is. I'm just saying just be consistent. That's all I'm saying. So um, other than that, let's see. I've done the non-meat eat. My contact information, if you want to get a hold of Russell at Russell Hotels, just go Russell at Russell Hotels dot com. There you go. So that's that's how you get a hold of me. Uh, brand. What are you doing? For your brand. And these are questions I ask every week. Um, I mean, these are just questions. I'm not going to answer the questions for you. If you want to talk about it, you can always <laughs> email me. We'll go through it. But. I always ask, what are you doing for your brand? And number one, what are you doing to keep your brand relevant? I mean, we talked about this whole social media piece, so, but I'm reiterating. What are you doing to keep your brand relevant? Number two, are you marketing differently or the same as uh, before COVID or B.C.? Um, so if you're marketing the same, you're doing something wrong. You need to be marketing differently because uh, people are thinking differently now. Okay, so you need to first of all, you need to do anything. You need to be putting your message out that you're open and that things are going, whatever. Just start posting things and not just things about your hotel, things about the area that your hotel is in. Um, You know, maybe one thing I always say, we don't use our people enough if you're able to do this. I know if you're a union hotel, sometimes they're they frown against union people doing certain things, especially on a video. But if you got employees that are that live, breathe your hotel, you need to have them in front of a camera and letting them know, letting people know that, hey, you know, this is the place to be. I work here for thirty years and I love this place and please come and look me up so we can say hi. I mean, you can be so creative on this stuff, but some people they think it's against the rules to, to talk to employees about this or to talk to guests. I mean your guests would be your biggest advocate. Guests and employees would be your biggest advocate and that's what you want. Because a lot of these Higher end hotels, they're looking for brand ambassadors, okay, to do things, which you know can pay, you know, can cost you some money. But instead of getting some brand advocates, people that love your brand just because they love your brand, and they're not asking for anything, and they'll be they'll, they'll spew all kind of good information about that. And I mean, with the loyalty programs, you know, those loyalty programs programs that we get all the information from, you know who your best guests are, right? So seek those people out. Like I said, it's not against the rules to do it. It's just got to be creative and, and make it happen. Number three, uh, how are you connecting with your past or current clients or customers? Are you connecting with them at all? What are you using to, to stay engaged with them? I mean, you got to know what your people want, how they, how they want to receive information and how do you want to engage with them? You have to find that stuff out. And like I said, that's stuff that we have to find out. You get all this information Uh, but we have to use the information that we get. And number four, what has the situation taught you? Meaning this whole COVID thing. To me, it's taught me I need to do more lives because I need people to to remember me. Right. To know who, who I am, how I can assist them. Okay, so those are things. That's why I do all the lives. I want to be noticed, too. Remember, I mentioned the whole TikTok. Why do people do TikTok videos? Now, I don't do TikTok videos. okay? but I do post things on TikTok. Don't get me wrong, but they're not. I'm not out there dancing, I'm not all this doing all this stuff, but I am posting things on LinkedIn, on Instagram consistently, twice a day, sometimes three times a day. Videos, lives, whatever, because you want to be I want people to 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 know who the heck I am. I want to stay relevant, and quite frankly, I like to be a ham. So I want to be on TV. So there you go. So <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. But um but anyway. So with all that being said, now we're moving up to, to this dude here, Mr. Bruce Jordan, uh, Hotel Guest Management. OK, that's the name of his company. Um, but before I get into that, I have to share something with you, if that's OK. And hopefully I know what the heck I'm doing here. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, OK. OK. So bear with me one second.
2: I was given one of the worst hotels in Kissimmee, Florida. This 400 room property was infested with drugs and prostitution. When I started, the hotel had a 2.8 review score. It gets worse. The bank was going to foreclose on the hotel in five months if I didn't bring the revenues over $300,000 a month. Before the hotel was making 60K a month at best. What does a hotel manager do in this situation? We make revenue. After a lot of hard work and five months later, this hotel review scores went from a 2.8 to a 3.7. The revenue numbers went from 60K to over $300,000 a month. And the bank rescinded the foreclosure. How was this even humanly possible? Find out at the Global Hospitality Summit, where the International Hospitality Institute will pass the ball to the MJ of the hotel industry, Bruce Jordan. Don't miss out book your spot now before it's too late
1: what the heck okay that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about uh mr bruce jordan uh, i want to read your bio before i bring you to the stage or bring you to the mic if that's okay and i got a little mood music to go on along with it See, that's how we do it on on air with Russell Fotels. We, we, <laughs> we get this party started. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> but real quick, uh, that's like saying you, you, you've ever watched a major, major League Baseball game and then, you know, every, every batter that comes to bat has his own theme music. So everybody that has their own, uh, everybody that comes to the mic on air with Russell Fotels has their own theme music too. So that was Bruce's theme music. So <clears throat> real quick. Bruce Jordan is the managing uh, partner of Hotel Guest Management. He oversees product development, revenue generation, and marketing. His main goal is to provide products that empower and support hotel operations, financial agility, sales and marketing, cost neutralization, and guest satisfaction for the hotel market. He is the hotel revenue expert and specializes in reviving failing properties Filling Properties, Bruce Jordan is a former IHG corporate and has over 20 years of experience working for the top brands and franchises, including Wyndham, Marriott, IHG, Hyatt, Hilton, and more. He has managed over 20 hotels and overseen three renovations. Bruce was given a Herculean um, task of saving one of the worst hotels in Kissimmee, Florida, a 400-room property that was infested with drugs and prostitution and facing foreclosure. In five months, Bruce Jordan turned around that hotel and turned it from a 2.8 to a 3.8 review score and taking the revenue numbers from $60,000 to over $300,000 a month. Wow. Saving the hotel from foreclosure after this impossible rescue Mr. Jordan was bestowed with the title of the MJ of hotels. That's what I'm talking about. And he's also the host of the hit hotel competition review show called Hotel Management Do's and Don'ts, True Hotel Leaders and the Hotel Insider. In addition, Mr. Jordan has been ranked in the top 50 most influential leaders in USA hospitality by International Hospitality Institute in 2021. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm tired. Is the show over? Uh, but <laughs> but without any further ado, we're going to welcome to the microphone. And thank you so much for coming, uh, Mr. Bruce Jordan.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure being here.
1: Wow. OK, so how do you get started? How did you get started in this business? Let's, uh, let me just ask this. Did you choose hospitality or did hospitality choose you?
2: I actually got started when I was in, in middle school. Uh, we, uh, I, My my mom was having trouble finding a place, so we ended up having to stay in a hotel uh, for six months until we got a new apartment. And I was always a hustler when I was a kid. Like, I was out there raking leaves, shoveling snow, washing cards, selling candy in school, you know. So uh, the, I guess the general manager at the Howard Johnson he seen the hustle that I had, and he uh, he hired me from from middle school. Wow. And uh, every time, like when I come back from school, I'll help out help out with housekeeping, help out take up the trash, uh, help out clean uh, the the breakfast area, and uh, he'll pay me out of his own pocket. Wow, he'll pay me out of, out of his own pocket uh, for for those six months. And then I I got fired because I answered the phone. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I thought it was like two months into my appointment, I, I grabbed the phone and went, welcome to the Howard Johnson. And uh, he was like, yeah, we're, you're, you're done. <laughs> oh, wow. A little too ambitious. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to be the assistant general manager in high school. I got to answer this phone. <laughs>
1: wow, wow, wow. So how did that lead to, what was your first, okay, after that experience, what was your first uh, position uh, as a, or a, maybe real position.
2: Oh yeah, I uh, I actually started out uh, at a Hyatt as a temp. Okay. Um, to do accounts payables, and uh, within a year I ended up becoming a, the chief accountant at that property. So I went from a temp to the to the manager wow. of, that, of that property of the accounting department. And I think I was like twenty twenty one years old when that happened. Okay. So yeah, I always had like this this knack to see how everything works. So. They put me in so many different positions. I went from AP to AR to okay. income audit. So I was the one that pretty much had the most experience out of everyone there because of all the positions they had me working. So it just made sense for them to promote me.
1: Wow. Now, how? Uh,
2: now you're from Florida, correct? I'm actually from New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Born and raised in New Jersey, I moved to Florida because my, my, my daughter's here. She's getting older, so I'm like, uh, you know, I got to get down there and make sure there uh, ain't no boys. <laughs> I got you. Uh, to try, to, try to talk to her, you know, because when she turned about 35, 40, then I'll be okay with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Does she know that? <laughs>
2: yeah, she know. She know.
1: <laughs> okay, so you're, okay, so you just recently moved to Florida?
2: Like, yeah, I've been down here about five years now.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. See, I wasn't yeah. when we had the conversation. I guess I mean I knew you were in Florida. I did but I didn't. I just assumed that you were, you know, native to the area. I don't know why I assumed that, but I did. See, in
2: New Jersey, in New Jersey, you could be a little outspoken, but in Florida, you know, you're 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 a little bit more quiet down here because even the birds got guns. So you, know. <laughs> oh, right? so you got to, okay. I right, say say no more. <laughs> say no more. <laughs>
1: So, OK, so through your experience um, early on, um, you did the AR, the accounts receivable and, and, and those things. So what prompted you to maybe go outside of those departments or did you go outside those departments? Give me a give me a chronological order of your your career, how it, how it breaks down.
2: So after I left the Hyatt, uh, I got a call from IHG Corporate. And, okay. they, you know, there was like, Hey, you know what, uh, come on interview. We have this, uh, this regional property accounting position open where, you know, you'll be managing multiple properties at one time. I didn't know when they, when they said multiple properties, I'm thinking, Oh yeah, I could do three or four. When I got there, they, they, they handed me nine and said, here you go. You know? <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, hold on. So, uh, yeah, they, they, ig throw it on you. Wow. And, uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm managing all these properties and. And, and looking at the numbers and looking at the books, and, and now I'm really able to see how hot, why hotels fail and why other hotels succeed, because I'm able to compare apples and apples to oranges now, mm-hmm. now that I have everything in front of me. And so uh, IH, IHG was a, an amazing experience you know, for me, especially at that time. But When I first started with IHG, it was called Six Continents Hotels, and then six months into it, they had changed their name to, to IHG.
1: Wow.
2: So now for people
1: that don't know, IHG is the old Holiday Inn. That's it. Yeah. Holiday Holiday Inn Corporation. Uh,
2: They own Intercontinental Hotels Group. Um, They have State Bridge. Mm -hmm. That's IHG. That's IHG property. Um, Avid, Mm -hmm. IHG. So they they have a lot of brands.
1: And they also have what
2: is the boutique brand uh, that they have? They have indigo? Indigo and And they have even hotels now, which is a which is a wellness property.
1: Okay, okay. Very good. Very good. Excuse me while I take a drink of water.
2: Oh no, you're good. So yeah, they uh they uh they're 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 growing so fast it's it's incredible.
1: Now when did you okay, so from there, um you had now you got nine properties, okay. So I take it those nine properties went to more than nine, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Yeah, because when people quit or when people leave, Mm -hmm. you know, you gotta. We all gotta stick together and pick up the (laughs) slack. So you you'll have nine properties and like ah, you know what? When we hire somebody, we're gonna go ahead and uh, take these away from you. But here's six more properties on top of nine. (laughs) Don't worry, it's only temporary. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay.
1: So what? How did you get this? The four hundred room property. When did you when did you take that one over? Was that part of that? I can't remember. Was that part of IHG?
2: No, actually, that was a a a boutique hotel. Okay. Um, What happened was I I started to outgrow accounting. Uh, I felt like I didn't. I had the I had the skills, but I didn't have the personality to kind of fit the the accounting department. (laughs) Uh, So, and and I'm the type of person that I get bored really easily. So Mm -hmm. I said, you know what. It's time for me to take it to the next step. It's time for me to take it to the next level. But I was missing the, the necessary skills. Like I was missing the, the operational side of the equation. Okay. So I, I was able to find a, a mentor that was able to, the, able to take me on and say, listen, I said, this is what I want to do. I know it's not what my background is, but this is what I'm trying to get to. So, and I need this experience to get there. So she said, "You know what? If you're serious about doing this, we're, we're going to go ahead and make it happen. But you can't quit." And she threw me in breakfast. She threw me in housekeeping. She threw me in maintenance, and and I didn't quit. So I'm learning all of these different departments. And I think the best department that I ever learned, and best job that I ever did, besides you know the front desk and stuff, was maintenance because that's where a lot of general managers fall short. You know, you'll, you'll have maintenance guys. They know how to fix something, but they don't want to fix it. They don't want to fix it, so they are contracted out, right? And next thing That's you know, right. you like, is
1: all? why am I paying for all these bills with the things that you should be doing? Oh, I exactly. know.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so by working maintenance, you can really see who's who and who's really serious and who's, who's joking, who just want to stick around and change light bulbs all day. Uh. <laughs>
1: you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Wow.
2: And wow. That, and that was uh that was that was the the biggest change that uh that I've seen in my career was you know having the opportunity to to learn operations on that level.
1: Okay. 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 So when
2: I went into this um to this property, it was it was one of my first consulting gigs. Mm. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and and uh turn this property around. I went in this property, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? Like who who allowed this to get this? So, like it used to have glass, like bulletproof glass, all around there, yeah, it was that bad. Wow. It was that bad. The police was there like three, four times a day. Like when I first started, it was it was it was really, really rough. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, wow. so so you did this as a as task force, or this was your like you say, this was your first consulting gig. So yeah, so so you mm. did it as, as, as task force. So before you got to that, when what made you say, um, I'm going to start. I need to do my own thing. At what point
2: did you say that? Well, when I decided to do my own thing is it was a it was it had a lot to do with owners. Um, okay. You have great owners out there. And then you have owners that you have two type of owners. You have owners that want to be the man at the property. And then you have owners that want to be at the man at the bank. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I was getting too many owners that wanted to be the man at the property. (laughs) 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 I said, I need to find an owner that want to be the man at at the the bank. bank.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. Okay, okay, so you found that, and uh, so that le- so basically working with owners, that was the, the, the reason why you chose to um, to go out on your own and, and do task force and, and just basically uh, and explain task force for people that don't know what task force is. Can you explain that?
2: Sure. Task force is pretty much just a temporary position. Um, some of them actually turn permanent, but it's a temporary position where you're in there to do a specific thing. Um, it may be paternity leave. Someone uh, is taking paternity leave, or someone has uh, just lost their job, got fired, or or quit, and they need someone immediately to come in and 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 take care of things. And my and my particular situation is I specialize in family properties, and you know when when they see that the bank was going to foreclose in this property, it was like, man, we need someone that's that's really strong that has a solid background that can can make this thing happen. So. When I first got there, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want this project. <laughs> because, you know, I knew the work that was going in, mm-hmm. you know, that you had to put it in to, to turn like this type of property around. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah.
1: So that was five months. It took you about five months to turn that one around?
2: Five months. To, uh, one of the One of the major things was just I had to process so many evictions. Oh. Um, it, it wasn't even funny because... Of the type of crowd that mm-hmm. was there, mm-hmm. um, and then you had a, a, a lot of a, a lot of them. They just they weren't paying, so I processed a lot of evictions to get a lot of that crowd out of that particular location. And once I once I got that crowd out of that location, then I could focus on the operations and bring the operations up to the level that it needed to be to get the the right guests inside of the hotel. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, did you keep the same team members? Or was that part of the, some of the, part of the issues?
2: Yeah, I, I I got rid of uh, a lot of the team members that was there. Um, not all of them, Mm -hmm. but a majority of them, because it's the mindset. Like when you have Hyatt standards Mm -hmm. and then you, you have this property and this team that is not used to, you know, luxury standards when it comes to cleaning, it's really hard to teach them the, uh, the steps that they need to take. Cause anything that's just a little bit better than what they're, what they're used to doing is good for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, being able to get to that level to where, you know, there isn't anything on the floor, there's no debris, there's no stains on the sheets, you know, they see one little stain they're like, Oh, no, it's fine. I'm like, no, that's, that's, that's <laughs> not fine. That's not, this, this is not that type of property. Anymore. That's, that's not fine. <laughs> I
1: understand that. Well, that, that, yeah, I don't think you could turn around any property. I'm mean, just in my experience without um, that drastic, without, you know, having to come to Jesus meeting with some, some, some of the employees and, and having to part ways if, if you, if you have to. So. Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, it, it was really tough. It was really tough because they didn't understand like part of it was the, you know, the, the, the equipment, like when I, when I first got there, the, 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 the laundry equipment wasn't working. Like the, there was no soap going into the, <laughs> going into the laundry wow equipment. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it didn't have any hot water. Like those just crazy <laughs> little things that, that you would never even think of what would happen in a hotel that, you know, shouldn't happen, but it was, everyone was so nonchalant and, you know, as long as they got paid, they didn't care. So, mm. yeah. Mm.
1: So changing mindsets and, and ch- not just, yeah, changing mindsets, but then having to deal with the ev- evictions and changing the, the, guest, uh, the the guest profile for the most part, because if you're getting rid of, you know, drug dealers and, and, and prostitution, things like that, you're definitely, and that takes a while to even get through the community where now, okay, this is a safe place to go because I'm sure for years it was probably known as that hotel that you didn't want to go to. Right.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy because guests were, what, guests what, knew the reputation of the hotel before mm-hmm. and then they would come back and they were like, I cannot believe this is the same hotel. Wow. Like, this is crazy. Wow. Yeah,
1: That's, that's, that's a great, I'm sure that was a great feeling when you finally were able to, walk away from that hotel and basically hand the keys to the owner or hand the bank book to the owner and say, you know,
2: (laughs) here you go. (laughs) You're finally able to make payroll.
1: (laughs) Wow. So, okay. So how long have you been doing your own thing now?
2: Uh, I've been doing my own thing for three years now. For three years. Okay. Congratulations on that.
1: And where did you come up with this? uh hotel management do's and don'ts true hotel leaders hotel insider which one came first and why did you even do that
2: hotel management do's and don'ts um came first i I remember i was uh i think i was watching hotel hell and the inspector and and uh hotel impossible and uh you know, i'm like man all these people on tv well how come none of these people look like me uh, <laughs> so you know my father said you know my father said you you have Two choices you could do something about it or you could cry about it you could cry about it and i was like yeah i cried about it for about two (laughs) months (laughs) but i I always shop my market i would go and stay at hotels that are i feel like are doing well or may have an edge over over me so i'm like oh we're staying at a hotel and uh, my girlfriend said you know we should shoot this place and i was like you know what yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do it. So we we shot our first episode and and aired it, and it like literally just took off. I I couldn't believe how how, how fast it took off on YouTube. Wow. And I I figured out why it took off so fast. It's because most hotels they don't have any YouTube content, so our stuff was the only thing you could find on the hotel.
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, you're so absolutely right.
2: How, yeah, like we had a seventy four percent search rate just for, for guests, like trying to get more information about the, about the hotel. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, yeah, it, it's, so it, it just took off after that. And, it, and now we're in our, our third season. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. And all because you were shopping the area because you wanted to know your competition and what they were doing. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And let me say that again. Yeah. All because you were shopping the area to see what your competition was doing. That's one thing. And I say that two or three times because, you know, during these things, I always want to make points because we didn't have this conversation before. You know, you didn't know the questions I'm going to ask you, right? No, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) I purposely told you that I wouldn't give you any questions. Right. So, I mean, those are the things that we need to, hopefully people are watching and they're, they're, they're getting these little nuggets or gems or whatever you want to call them of information because you started these things based on you're just basically doing your job. You're basically doing mm-hmm. you were you wanted to know which hotels, hotels that maybe you perceived as doing better than you. What were they doing? What's their product like that? My product is not right. So and you wanted to go in there and just take a look and see. And that went from there to something else. So and I'm saying that to say this, um, sometimes we. Forget. The, and, and that's something to me as a director of sales and marketing, that's something really that's something small that we should be doing anyway. Right. As a director of sales and marketing, not as an operations person, but as a director of sales and marketing, you should be doing that anyway. That's the least amount you should be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So just checking out your competition, staying there. You know, I had used to have a tick sheet like say, OK, um, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that. I would go down a list from menus to how they checked you in, to even the reservation um, experience. I mean, all those things matter. Valet parking, if they had valet, um, how far it was from parking. I mean, whatever it was, service level, front desk friendly, um, the sheets clean, whatever the heck it was, um, you had to do those things. So um, thank you for saying that. I just had to say that because I want to thank you for that.
2: (laughs) Anytime, anytime. You know, uh, there's an old saying, people lie results don't lie. If someone is Mm. getting better results than you, you go, you go blame anything in the world that you want, but you need to, you need to dissect that and figure out why they're getting better results than you get.
1: Wow. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. I really do appreciate that. Um, What advice. Okay. Wait, wait, but first, before I say that, um, before I ask that, okay, so hotel management do's and don'ts, and then I went to True Hotel Leaders, right? Is that the second one that you did? Mm-hmm. And where, where did where did that stem from? And what can you give me a little background about that?
2: I felt like a lot of the CEOs um, they really wasn't communicating properly with the with mid level management or even or even entry level uh, people at the hotel because we at the property we have a lot of questions for for the executive teams mm-hmm. and. I wanted to create a show where I can ask the questions that we want to ask and get the experience directly from the horse's mouth, the CEO or the the, the vice presidents or who's ever at the top. So both voices are heard. Mm. So that's why I uh, did the show. True hotel leaders is for leaders to teach leaders.
1: Wow. That's, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the iron sharpening iron okay having that's both dope. parties sitting at the table and 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 le- gleaning from each other for the most part and that's 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 dope. that's dope man i mean that's 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 powerful um i mean and great job i haven't checked that out yet but i i will definitely check that out but i wanted to ask uh about that and is that in this third season as well
2: uh that's a that's actually a a series so yeah okay. we, uh, we we go there. We shoot it live. Uh, you know, got the camera crew, and uh, it's 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 a it's a lot of work, which is why we don't do too many of them. We probably do like one two a month. Okay, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think my first my first guest was uh, Raul Leal, okay, uh, the former CEO of Virgin Hotels. Okay, who is now the CEO uh, of SHO Hotels. They own a uh, uh, Hotel One, and uh, okay, he was yeah, yeah. able to break everything down to it at Wow. Also had Ken Green on there who was the uh the former CEO of Radisson. Okay. He's now the uh, the uh the CEO of um of Ahoa. Okay. So okay. And, 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 and Ken Green, he was he is he he's a beast. He's like a he he's just as competitive as me. So
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Very good. That's what I'm talking about. Very good. Now do you you know Anthony and I can't I can never pronounce his last name. Uh, he has his own show, the hotel guy. Uh Mc- <laughs> Anthony
2: McCurry, yeah.
1: McCurry, there you
2: go. I had did a a a a little featured documentary Mm. of uh of Anthony on on my YouTube channel. Okay, and it was uh, Hotel Hell versus Hotel Impossible. Okay, um, there's a lot of secrets that people didn't know about those two shows. Like they were literally battling each other
1: Mm. um, in the
2: beginning. They were both supposed to be released on the same day. Really, really. So they thought hotel hell was going to just knock out hotel impossible. Like it was nothing. But unfortunately for, uh, for, uh, for, for Gordon, he didn't have the the hotel background. Okay. uh, For, for hospitality. So Anthony was able to. Okay. Okay.
1: I mean, that wouldn't make sense that Anthony went into a restaurant and started picking it apart. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, So, you know, what's so funny, surprisingly, that's actually one of Anthony's top skills is F and B. Is that the right? Hotel, yeah, the hotel thing is he's okay at it, but mm-hmm. he is an F and B master. Okay. Wow. See, that's somebody I didn't know either. Yeah. So there you go. All right. That
1: see, you giving a lot of good information here that I I didn't know. I mean, you mean just asking these questions, I did not know that I was gonna get those answers. But uh and, and then the hotel
2: insider. Now, Hotel Insider is, it, it features the the top hotel companies. Okay, uh, we we go in and we go in and we get the inside scoop of how they do what they do. Um, so uh, we have a uh, Gecko Hospitality, uh, one of the uh, Gecko with Gecko Hospitality, one of the top recruiters. He was able to negotiate a two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars general manager salary in Florida. <laughs> in Florida, <laughs> wow, Florida, yeah. okay, wow. Uh, that that was extremely impressive uh, (laughs) (laughs) to me i'm like man he could get 275 i gotta be worth at least a half a million (laughs) wow that's great that's great okay so which which means that we all been selling ourselves short for too long (laughs) that's true that's
1: true you're you're absolutely right what um what have you learned the most from doing these shows
2: I I learned a lot of the the inside stuff that uh, that most people just don't know. I I I don't know the the real estate side of it as mm-hmm. well as I should. But when you're when you're dealing with owners and and CEOs of you know these bigger hotel companies, they teach you so much mm-hmm. things that you would have never even thought of um, before. So that's that's definitely the the real estate side and the asset side is. It's something that i have learned the most from from doing the shows okay
1: very good now do you know um and this is just a side note uh you know do you know davon reeves oh yeah, she was
2: actually on our uh, on our show she was on true hotel leaders
1: okay good 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 oh that yeah. okay 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 yeah. okay i I didn't watch it, but I did see that she was on but i i wasn't sure that you were linked to that i didn't know that you were linked to that
2: okay yeah, she's a she's a powerhouse
1: like, yes. Whew. Yes 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 I've had uh, several conversations with her and in fact I'm gonna have her on the show um I guess whenever I reach out to her she said she's ready whenever so uh, but yeah she one of the few well few women that are black that own you know several hotels okay so
2: yeah there you go yeah she, so, when it comes especially the, the the real. I mean of course she knows the, the whole operation side But mm-hmm. when it comes to real estate. She's a beast. Yeah. She yeah, She is. is a beast.
1: She is. So I've I actually uh, gone through her um couple of her courses that she offers on, on hotel ownership and things like that. So um no, she a definite beast. Uh I, I call her a badass. I say I don't know if I can say this, but she's a <laughs> she's a badass. So but yeah, 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 yeah. She she's doing the she's doing it. So uh Dave if you're listening, so
2: uh I'm gonna reach out to yeah, you. Um, if anyone wants to know about real estate, they definitely got to take her course. When they, especially hotel ownerships, they definitely got to take her course.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. So you didn't just hear it from me. See, you heard it from Bruce too, um, the MJ of uh, of hotels. There you go. Okay, so we're getting close to the end here. We're gonna go a little bit over. We're on air with on air with Russell Hotels, but we're with Bruce Jordan, who is the Michael Jordan of hotels. I mean, he knows everything about turning hotels around from a revenue perspective and uh, from operation perspective as well, because those things go hand in hand. You can't turn, you know, one around without the other. Um, I know that. So, Hey, and I I applaud you for being able to to, to turn things around because you go into some of these hotels and man, you're like, man, this is going to take forever or am I really up to this? So I know you, you, you know, uh, kind of, uh, not necessarily doubted yourself, but say, well, how long is it going to take me to get to to this point?
2: Right. Seven days a week, 16 to 17 hours a day for about seven months straight. (laughs) Wow. So basically you have no life. Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) I I remember one time I had to clean like 30 rooms. Yeah. In a day? In a day. I was, I started eight o'clock and I got off about three o'clock in the morning. It was wow. a it was a system glitch that we're, we were having, and it was overbooking us. So I had to clean thirty rooms alone. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: got me beat. Yeah. I think the most I ever done was eighteen. So, and that was that was during <laughs> training. <laughs> okay, that was training with Marriott years ago. So, so a lot different, a lot different. But hey, let me let me um, ask you this: um, COVID. How has that changed? The landscape, you know, operationally or general managers or people that work on property? How's that change in your perspective?
2: You, uh, the one expenses has had increased because now you have to do a a lot more stuff just to make sure the guests is satisfied and happy with the, with the cleaning standards. So when, when COVID first hit, you had to add all these additional cleaning processes, but your revenue was like at, the rate was at 50% compared to, you know, what it used to be. So, you know, you're, you're cutting your rate and then you're increasing your expenses. And uh, uh, that of course is not the plan for success. <laughs> 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 so it was, a, it was definitely a struggle, you know, for all of us for, for, for quite some time. But when things start coming back, it started coming back in a big way. So, you know, then that's when we was able to level, it, level it out. But what I've seen um, for, for, for the most part is that the hotels that were closed, they were late in the game. And the hotels that stayed open, they were the ones that was able to master their COVID policies and procedures while the hotels wasn't even open. So when Batani actually opened, they were playing catch up with the hotels that were already Doing it and 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 making it happen.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. i would never heard that perspective before, uh, and I and I thank you for that. See, so we get people on here that knows what's going on, right? So I, pre- <laughs> I I appreciate that, Bruce. And I cannot get out this show without giving a shout out to Mr. Craig Sullivan, who is I guess a mutual friend of ours, right?
2: Yeah, Craig Sullivan has actually discovered me. He was the first one to discover me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I told you this, but Craig, about three years ago, he found me on LinkedIn, right? He thought I was a a marketing agency. Okay. Because I would, I had, um, did this video for this, uh, it was a Sheraton in San Gabriel, which is right, right outside of LA. And he contacted me and said, Hey, um, What's the name? I mean, you do this? Is this your agency? I said, "Well, no, I'm just Russell of Hotels." I mean, that's, you know, I just happened to do this video and he said and he asked about my background and then and he asked me to come on his show because he has a podcast and um it's called um Check Out California. And so I went on his show which is in Orange County and then from there that's when I started. I said, "You know what? I think I, I want to do a podcast because of him, because of the influence from him. And I called him, I called him first before I even did went any further. I said, hey, um, Craig, I was just thinking about doing a podcast, you know, because I wanted to let him know that I wasn't trying to do anything that he was doing, right? But he said, hey, mm-hmm. and he was like, he said, dude, he said, no. He said, you got your own way of doing things. You got your own network of people. He said, and plus, I I'd spend more time on the development and, and the real estate side than than you do, or financing side, than than you would anyway. So he said, no, go ahead and do it. And that's what, at that point, that's when I figured out that there's room for everybody to do a podcast, to talk about whatever you know, because my experience is different from yours, your experience is different from mine, than Craig's, than anyone else that you ever come across. And that's why I started doing this show, so people can see, everybody didn't start the same way, okay, People you know worked their way up. people went to school, people did this, people did that. you know people were at corporate, some people weren't. I mean, so it's this industry you can get in and, 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 and make a, a a darn good career. I mean, I did for 25, thirty years um, and and you've done the same thing and you've you've gone into the, the entrepreneurial side just like just like I did. So what advice would you give someone up and coming that's interested in hospitality or this as a career?
2: Listen, take any and every position that you can get. It, I don't care if, if even if you're a manager, do not be afraid to, to help out with, you know, the, the entry level positions and the in the in the beginner position, because it's really going to help you out in, in the long run. Um, that was one thing is uh, I was I was never scared or or, or or running away from any position that the hospitality industry had to offer me, and and that's that's how I was able to accelerate um, my knowledge and wisdom, and and once you learn all of the positions and le- do all the jobs, even if it's just for a couple of months, mm-hmm. you you can see how everything connects together, and it, it allows you to work the system so much better versus. You know, working at the front desk and then going from front desk to AGM and then going from AGM to to GM because now you you don't miss so many pieces in that cycle that about when when something goes wrong, it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit more difficult you difficult for you to you know go at that challenge versus if you already been in that position before, yes, you already know how to solve it. Exactly, so. exactly,
1: man, that that is great. That is music to my ears because and you can tell. You can from GMs, okay. You can tell if they had experience in certain things, and you and you, you don't. It, it, if they if they've had it or they don't,
2: right? Am I right? Absolutely. You can <laughs> you can tell just by being in the hotel. Yes. Uh, when I when I go into a hotel, I see a lot of maintenance issues. I already know what it is. Mm. Um, if mm. I go into a hotel, and you know, I I, I see the F and B side, are the, where as far as like them overpouring or or the mills aren't coming out the way. They should Mm -hmm. already know what it is. Yes. Um, Our front desk. This is something that happens to me all the time. I will go into a hotel, not even offered upgrade. Mm. 10% of the time, maybe 10% of the time, I'm offered upgrade. I I went to a Hyatt and I forgot the kid's name. Um, He was like, hey, we got this upgrade available. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get you in. It's only going to be another $50. Even though I didn't take it, I was so happy exactly that, that the they offered, offered it. me the upgrade. I'm like, this dude was trained right, you know? Wow,
1: wow. <laughs> yeah, that's and see, it's the little see, it's the littlest <laughs> things that make the biggest difference, right? And that's something little, but but if they're trained right, it's little, but if they're not trained at all, then you're missing out all this revenue making potential. I mean, we, we always want to add charges to this and add charges to that, but. Just just asking for an upgrade when they first check in, would they like an upgrade? That is just that's like I said, I mean, to us, it's 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 probably something that should be asked every question. I mean, that should be a question that they ask. But I go to hotels all the time and don't get asked crap. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah. So, man, that's. It was funny. The other day when we talked and you said something that just made me, I hadn't heard that term in a long time and it had to do with sales and marketing or, and you said S&P, right? You said, oh, just, <laughs> just charge to S&P. I was like, I haven't heard that in years. And it it almost brought me it almost brought me to tears. I was like, "Oh my God, this dude gets it right. He knows the language." S and P stands for sales and promotion. Promotion. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So when we went as a whatever salespeople had lunch with a client in 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 our restaurant or whatever we would sign it to S&P, sales and promotion. So that's what that meant. And I hadn't heard that term in a long time. And he mentioned that the other day. We were, just give, we were just rattling stuff off, and he just mentioned that. And I don't even remember how it even came up, but you mentioned it. I was like, wait a minute, what did you just say? Because <laughs> I hadn't heard it. Man, it's been so long since I heard that. But I'm just so happy that we connected, and we were able to come on the show and give us some some information that – uh, I know a lot of people, I mean, as far as people that I've had on the show, I mean, you've knocked it out of the park because as far as information that a lot of people don't know about, like behind the scenes kind of things, uh, those things that you brought up, and I and I do appreciate it, appreciate your time. Um, like I, said, I got a little secret. Yes, sir.
2: When it comes to upgrades, mm-hmm. when they get to the front desk, when they ask that question about an upgrade, the first thing that should be coming out of a guest's mouth is, what does the upgrade include? Mm. So when, Because the upgrade should be inside your listing. Mm. The upgrade should be inside your whole music. The upgrade should be inside the confirmation email. Mm. So by the time they get to the, the front desk and the agent offers them the upgrade, the first question that should come out of their mouth is, what does the upgrade include? Hmm. Sells the, the the it speeds up the cell process just like that because they didn't heard it so many yeah. times. The guest and heard it so many times. Wow. So Okay, so you you're just.
1: So you're saying that the selling should have started long before they even got to the front desk. Got
2: to the front desk.
1: <laughs> wow. what That sounds interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the sell should never begin at the front desk. It should end at the front desk.
1: <laughs> wow. Very good. See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. So hotels, you're listing uh, uh, Bruce Jordan, the MJ of hotels, is dropping gems and diamonds and jewels or whatever you want to call it. But he just dropping information because I mean he's been there, uh, he's in it now, um, so I mean he, he's talking real you know current stuff and that and that's and that's the thing and I, like I said I'm glad that we got you on the show and we got to get you back on here again because this is there's more information that you got to share okay so and you're going to this give me real quick give me information about the um, where you're going to be speaking.
2: Oh, I'm going to be speaking at uh, the 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 Global uh, Hospitality Summit uh with the uh, IHI. Okay. Uh, it's going to be November 9th and November 10th. I'm going to be covering social media. What? Me and uh yeah, me, Glenn Houseman. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go Oh, Glenn Houseman. Okay. Yeah. Where is this going to be? Uh it's going to be virtual and it's free. Oh, it's virtual. So make, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Sure I definitely go be to, there. Uh, globalhospitalitysummit.com. Okay. And uh and register.
1: Very good. Very good. So this is this will be on podcast for everybody listening and watching, of course. And it's live on LinkedIn now, but it will stay on LinkedIn and I'll make sure I put it on all my other social media platforms as well. But uh, I want to let's end the show. I'll end the show with, you know, your parting words, if that's what you like.
2: Oh, listen, (laughs) thank you so much for having me. And uh, you can uh, check us out on uh, Hotel Guest Management. Uh, our YouTube channel is uh, hotelyoutube.com. They'll take you right to our channel and uh have, have some fun and learn a lot about hotel management. Yeah.
1: Very good. And how do they get a hold of you? If they want to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of Bruce Jordan?
2: Oh, you can email me at Bruce at hotelguestmanagement.com. Um we're 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 we now have open enrollment. So if you want to if you believe your hotel is the best and want to join the competition, you can uh, <laughs> you can reach out to us at uh hotel com slash enroll. And go ahead, go ahead and enroll your hotel and you may be on season four or season five.
1: Wow. Very good. Very good. But thank you so much, Bruce. I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you coming to the the mic and 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 discussing things and talking about things and sharing things. Uh, because it's 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 some valuable information that if you're in hotels, you need to hear about it. If you're not in hotels, you still drop, you know, some information about the inner workings of hotels and And what, you know, kind of what we look for and and things like that. And when that and when that selling process should begin, you know, I mean, it shouldn't it should end at the front desk. It shouldn't begin at the front desk. So meaning websites need to be a little bit more tighter. uh, And then the the information that we're emailing out needs to have that same information as well, because we get emails all the time. But is it about upgrades or is it just about thank you for the reservation? I mean, which is good, too, but but there's no other information in there you know, as far as upgrades and things like that. So you, you, you got something there, man. So if I can ever be of any assistance to you, I mean, you feel free to, to reach out. I mean, now I know that we're going to keep in touch for forever. So, uh, but I appreciate Absolutely. It. <laughs> And it's all about connecting and collaborating, right? So we may do the same things, but, but you still don't know what you don't know. Right. So I mean, there's things that, 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 I'd never thought about that you brought up and maybe vice versa. I'm not sure. But, uh, but like I said, you're in, I've been out for a while, kind of removed for a little bit, but I, I try to keep my hand on the pulse for some, you know, some of the general managers around here, some VPs that I, you know, keep in touch with, but to be on property, you know, and, and knowing day in and day out what's going on. I mean, that's, that's the key. So, so I appreciate what you do, keep doing what you do. Um, Like I said, I'm always here. I'm always accessible if you, if you need anything from me. So once again, Bruce Jordan. (laughs) And a lot of people didn't know we have a live, you know, in studio audience, but, but anyway, you, (laughs) you take care, man. And we'll be in touch and thanks again. And once again, um, this was show number 124. We'll see you next Tuesday at 1 p.m. PST. And just in case you did not know, I do another little show uh, with um, her name is Cheryl. Cheryl Rogers. Um, her What is um, all about the experiences? So she's on Instagram. So we do this show on Instagram only. Uh, it's called what the hell. Okay. So we just talk about things. We, we talk about hospitality things. She's a meeting planner. So, um, she, we talk about hospitality things. We talk about meetings. We talk about, we talk about darn near anything now. So, uh, so anyone that's out there, feel free. It's at four thirty on four thirty Pacific Standard Time on Instagram. So Instagram TV. So just go to my Instagram TV page and you'll see it there. So that's it for now. You guys take care. I appreciate you again, Mr. Bruce Jordan. And you guys take time. care. <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success. Rather, become a person of great value.